Welcome to the Big Picture Podcast, where we make sure you know there's more going on than you can see or hear. If this podcast episode helps you, would you consider leaving us a review on the app or platform you're using to listen? We appreciate it. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake. And now, your host, Larry Ragland. Welcome, everybody, to The Big Picture. I'm your host, Larry Ragland, and tonight is going to be a special, special edition and a special broadcast that those that stay to the end, I promise you this, you will never be the same. We have, on this program, one of the most phenomenal on-time voices in this moment in the body of Christ. Mike Signorelli is on the program with us. He pastors V1 Church in New York City, and he is a part of what's known as the Demon Slayers, y'all. And I'm telling you, that ain't just the name that come up with YouTube. They are casting out devils, and they are bringing a new revelation and understanding, a balanced understanding. Stay with us till the end, and you'll see that of the subject of deliverance. Well, Pastor Mike, along with his beautiful wife, Julie, and their two daughters, pastor a church called V1 in New York. They have two campuses in New York at the time of this recording, one campus in Indiana, and of course they have their online global campus. He is a part of an anointed group of men of God that are on YouTube and preaching all over the world together. They are a unique uh, combination of not only voices, but anointings of young, uh, not so young, I'll just say that, some that are around my not so young age, and then of course young pastors as well, and ministers and evangelists all over the world. And they are teaching and preaching on a subject that I think has been neglected, and that's the subject of deliverance. The group is called The Demon Slayers. You can find them. They do a podcast together. It's very powerful. Well, of course, they've received pushback, but that's what religion always does. There was also a part of the phenomenal movie that's taking the nation by storm, Pastor Greg Locke and many others, and they're giving their stories of how they received deliverance themselves and how God is using them for deliverance. The movie, of course, is called Come Out in Jesus' Name. He is an author, and he is an online influencer. He's a pastor. He's a husband, he's a father, but more than anything, he's a man of God. I've been waiting for this day, been counting down the time when he would be on the show. He's one of my favorite people to watch as a pastor. I've been pastoring now. Many of you know this for 28 years at the same church. And, you know, you got to be careful who speaks into your life. And, and I'm thankful for a beginning of a relationship with Pastor Mike. And I want to welcome right now officially to the big picture, Pastor Ma- Mike Signal. Oh, my goodness. I messed your name up. Sorry. Let me try this again. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll, Pastor I'll Larry, listen, it's such an honor to be here. Everybody, I messed my own name up. I'm a hillbilly with an Italian last name, so there's no expectation you would get it right. I've had it my whole life. Signorelli, yeah. Signorelli. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I just want to say 28 years, the same church, that is fruit that remains. I honor you because you're one of the few people who have that story. And it's very rare for a man of God to go the distance. But I got I got a prophetic word for you just to start. I Come really on. believe that everything that you've done leading up to this moment has been rehearsal for the next season. Mm. I believe just like Caleb said, it's time to take my mountain. God is going to strategically give you that mountain and you're coming into a new era you know we oftentimes we use the word season 
but I feel like beyond season, it's era. You're stepping mm -hmm. into a new era. So this is a prophetic broadcast. Everybody who's listening right now, just get ready to buckle up and stay throughout the entire duration because there's going to, there's something different about us coming together. I can feel it already. Yeah, yeah me too. And so there's, I have an expectation in my spirit. I've also been counting down the days. I get hundreds of requests every single month. My assistant was coming through him and I said, man, Pastor Larry, there's something he carries in his life. I've got to be wow. a part of that. Sign me up. So let's, let's do this thing. Wow. Pastor Mike, I am truly <laughs> honored by that. Thank you so much. And I receive, I receive it right now. Every word you said, I receive it. I thank I'm God on. for you. And Pastor Mike, I, I love what God is doing in this season in your life. You know, God sort of set you out as a voice in this moment. You know, we talk a lot about on the big picture and in my church about the sons of Issachar, you know, being able to discern yeah. the times. And, and you know, that, that's always said to discern the times, discern the times. They're known to discern the times, but people tend to forget the rest of it. It said they were able to discern the times and to know what Israel should do. And that yeah. was the and that so so here we are in a point right now where, you know, I was raised in a traditional Pentecostal church. You know, I I saw you know some versions of deliverance ministry when I was a kid, and and it was the traditional version where you know everybody's screaming, everybody's you know everybody's scared to death that's going to jump out and run all over everybody else, and nobody. It, it was a mindset for most of the, my life in church that the only ones that really needed deliverance, number one, were the people that were involved in witchcraft and Ouija boards. And then number two, the only ones that could ever do deliverance, that could ever cast out devils, were right. on the pulpit and so forth. But now, thank God, in this, in this day where we see increased demonic activity, God is speaking to pastors like yourself to show us that that is not the full picture. That is not the big picture. So what is happening right now, you think, globally and in the church, Pastor, that has awakened us to the understanding of deliverance. Yeah, listen, when things get darker, people get desperate. And through their desperation, they're searching for answers. Right now, we are not seeing an increase in atheism. We are seeing an increase in spiritual, but not religious. I live here in New York City, guys. I'm broadcasting out of my New York City. I call it the Eagle's Nest, my studio. And we are seeing an increase in spiritual hunger like never before. And the good news is, listen, I was raised old school Pentecostal as well. And there were some things that Pentecostalism got wrong, but there are a lot of things that Pentecostalism got right. Yes, and, the, and I will tell you this, the Pentecostals, they honored the gifts of the spirit. They honored the supernatural realm. They understood that we can't reduce a true and living God who is supernatural down to a coloring book version where we're just, you know, playing games and telling good moral stories. So here's the thing. The good news is uh, people are entering into an understanding of the spiritual here in New York City. You walk through the park, you're going to see that they chopped heads off of chickens because they're doing Santeria Wow. and voodoo and you know those things are happening and right now you're not getting a lot of people arguing about whether or not evil exists because we're living in evil times but what's debatable is who is the real Jesus because wow. there's the transgender Jesus there's the yeah. political Jesus there's the hippie Jesus that you know uh life is life you know philosophical Jesus but but people are desiring is G there's the Hindu Jesus you know that that is Eastern there's the Muslim Jesus who was only a prophet but the world is saying who is the real Jesus and and mm -hmm. all I'm doing is introducing people to the king of all kings the Lord of all Lords mm -hmm. and I'm saying that the same Jesus 
that up to a third of his ministry is recorded in scripture, casting out demons is still casting out demons yes, right now. Yes. The, of God. the same God. Jesus that healed the sick is still healing the sick right now. The same Jesus. And so this is the thing. People are not signing up for seeker sensitive, lukewarm churches Come where on. you're going to tell them a whole bunch of good stories on Sunday and make them feel good. Listen, people are moving beyond emotionalism because part of the seeker sensitive church was we're going to play the music loud enough and professional enough to give you a wow. chill down your spine and make you think the Holy Spirit is here. Or we're going to scream loud enough in our sermon at a certain point so that you think I'm anointed. Mm. But we're moving past the seeker sensitive and we're actually moving into an era where people are saying, give me Jesus, give me the real Jesus. So wow. I got good news for you. I am terrorizing the gates of hell all around the world, bringing the real Jesus. Because here's the thing I'll say. <laughs> Wherever the real Jesus was, as recorded in Scripture, you knew it because yeah. demons were crying out saying, why have you come to torment me? Yeah, and if yeah. you're a pastor and a preacher or even a Christian and you can hear my voice right now and you haven't had a demon screaming out, why are you tormenting me? You've got to question whether or not you're carrying this true spirit of Jesus through the Holy wow. Spirit. Because I don't go looking for demons. <laughs> like everybody thinks that because I've been elevated up as like a global deliverance voice that I that I'm a deliverance minister. Mm. I'm not a deliverance minister. No. I am a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But what happens is when you live a sacrificial life, a sanctified life, when you yes. live a life of purity, when you live a life and th these words don't matter anymore because these mega church pastors want to mm. want to say things like no perfect person allowed. And, you know, they these mega church pastors have excused sin. And that's why they're, you've got all this this madness going on in their lives and it's trickling down into their church but when you when you live a yielded life a sacrificial life and yes. you say god less of me and more of you just like john the baptist said i decrease so that you increase what will begin to happen is now that that veil of flesh that separates the Holy of Holies, the Holy Spirit from the world begins to decrease. And the less flesh, the less of you in the way these demons are like, I'm acknowledging a level of authority through the Holy Spirit. And I'm intimidated by that. I'm telling you, it happened today. When I go on my morning run, I'm doing my cardio. And by the way, I hate running. So I don't want anyone to think I like working out. I hate running. Uh, I mean, demons, people manifest in yeah. my New York City neighborhoods while I'm walking past them. Yeah, yeah. And, so and, like, and, and, and that's pastors, a part of it. And, and Pastor, you know, some of them may recognize you, but it's not about them recognizing you. It's about the demon recognizing the authority that's in your life. And, and when Jesus stepped off that boat, you know, he was on a mission. He got in the boat. And in fact, the, the story of when he walked into the man that, that, were living, that was living in the cemetery, that he, yep. that he ran to him and said, why have you come to torment me for, for my time? Jesus knew exactly where he was going. He was on a mission. He was going. He's the one that was in the back of the boat. He was asleep, but he got up and he sit in the back of the boat where you start, steer the boat. Well, he opens up. Yeah, he comes good. in. And what's so powerful, Pastor, that a lot of people miss about that story, and I was thinking about when you were talking about it, is we miss the part of the story that it says it wasn't just the boat that he was in with the disciples. If go back and read it, ladies and gentlemen, and it says many small boats followed him and they, yeah. it wasn't just his boat. It was everybody that followed him was following mm. to see what would happen. So when Jesus stepped out of that boat, he knew his audience, it wasn't doing it for a show, but he needed to show his disciples and those that didn't even have the big name. 
wow. that when I show up, demons recognize that authority. And that's what's happening as you're going around and preaching and ministering and jogging. And, and that's what's happening, quite frankly, in the big churches, the small churches, the local yeah. communities. When the real Jesus walks in, demons cannot hide anymore. And that's what I think, Pastor. And I want to ask your opinion on this because yeah. here's the question. Here's the question of this show. I'm sure you've probably got asked this question 10,000 times and everywhere you go. And it's like, when will you finally know the answer to this question? But it's because people are like, I don't know. I was taught. I was taught differently. You know, demons, when you're talking about demons and possession and you're talking about, you know, manifestations, that's for them people that's sitting in a pentagram or playing with yeah. a Ouija board and all of this. But I, if I'm correct on this, when I look at Scripture— I see that deliverance is, happens even within the body. So here's the big question, Pastor Mike, that everybody's asking us why they no. clicked on this video. Can a Christian be possessed? And what is your answer to that? Come on, that's an excellent question. And he, I want to start by disarming you. I don't, I'm coming in the form of a friend. <laughs> I'm, I, the Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend. So I might say some things that cut you, but these wounds are going to heal. They're going to actually be part of your healing. And I need you to understand that uh, you need to, there's times where you need to unlearn so that God can actually have his will be done in your life. Yes. A lot of what we've received We've received through denominations. We've received through American church culture. And if we were to transport you back 2,000 years ago mm -hmm. to the early church, you would be the weird one. You know, think wow. about how we do church. I, I walk in, I get a cup of coffee, I have a padded seat, there's a light show with the LED wall. I'm not hating on that. I've got that at my church, whatever. I think we got the best coffee of any church. I love our <laughs> coffee, you know. Um, we have all that stuff. You drive a car, you do some, you know, worship, you lift your hands, you listen to a sermon, you go home. 2,000 years ago, that you might be the weird one in that context. That is so, so what we are all, what we are phenomenal. all. Yeah, what we are all after is the biblical truth. It's not Mike Signorelli's opinion. Listen, I hope you didn't watch this video to get my opinion because I've been wrong on things and I will continue to have a level of error in my own. I mean, I'm working on it. There's a level of humility. Christ was the only representation of perfect theology. We're all figuring this thing out. But I yes, will sir. tell you this. If you go back now, for those of you who don't know me, I'm the I, I actually have my own Bible college called V1 College. I serve as the president. We have a dean. We've got people uh, operating on the highest level of academia within my college. So I'm not coming to you as just you know some some random dude on on the internet right now. As as somebody who is also a professor, I want to start with the word possessed. Possessed mm. is the King James translation. And when you go back and study the Greek and the usage of that word, it actually translates better in the 21st century as demonized, which would be under the control of. And so there's a difference between being possessed and being demonized. And so under the influence of something, something asserting dominance and trying to control is very different than possessed. And the classic example is this, like I own my home here in New York City, but I have a problem right now in my garage where there are birds that are nesting mm. in my garage and we're trying to figure out how to get them to, 
to stop. And so I own it. So I wouldn't say that they are possessing my garage, but I will say that they are inhabiting a section of my garage wow. and they are influencing the garage there. And so here's the thing. And, and this is what I would say to you guys. So for those of you, can a Christian be demon possessed? No, because you're a, you are, you belong to God. You've been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ and you are possessed by God. God possesses you. You are his possession. Yes. But the same people who say, well, I can't have a demon are the same Christians who say that cancer, which we would all agree is not mm. from God, can cohabitate with the Holy Spirit. So, so you can have an abnormality in your physical body that cohabitates with a perfect God, the Holy Spirit. And so you've been able to make amends in your mind. Why can't you accept the reality that it is possible for demons to inhabit a portion of your being and influence that? And, and that's not possession, but it is being demonized. It's influence. And let me give you a scriptural reference. I know I've been alluding to the scripture the entire time, but in Luke chapter 13, verse 11, so this is the 13th chapter of Luke, the 11th verse, and we have this specifically in the King James Version. There's a woman who had been crippled for 18 years, and she has the spirit of infirmity, or mm. the ESV says a disabling spirit, and wow. then the NASB says sickness caused by a spirit. So we're looking at the original Greek and the original Aramaic within the New Testament. And I just gave you three different interpretations, and it is very clear. Even the NIV will say crippled by a spirit. That is the modern uh, English equivalency to the Greek that we have there. So simply put, it's a spirit of infirmity. It is a demon that caused a woman to be crippled for 18 years. So Jesus had wisdom to discern. Am I dealing with something that is strictly biological in nature, or am I dealing with something that is demonic in nature? So Jesus, when he was even doing healing, sometimes it was pick up your mat and walk. But wow. then in this scripture, Luke chapter 13, verse 11, it was spirit of infirmity, leave her body. Mm. And then it says the woman was able to stand up straight. So wow. where was the demon? The demon was not in her spirit. The right. demon was not in her soulish realm, which is your mind, your emotions. The demon was in her body. So here's the thing. Let's look at the Old Testament, uh, the Old Testament temple, outer courts, inner courts, holy of oh, holies. Yes. Yeah. Even on. animals were able to, even common animals were able to be in the outer courts. Wow. which would be the equivalency of our physical body. But then yeah. what's the Holy of Holies? It's the innermost part of the temple, which only a priest would be able to go through mm. and to tie a rope around their waist with a bell. And it, because if they entered the Holy of Holies uh, with any sin, they would die instantly and have to be physically pulled out. So watch yes. this. Anybody gets access to the outer courts, less people in the inner, and then only one wow. to, the, to the, the Holy of Holies. So here's the thing. Physically, I'm on a run. I'm walking through New York City. What is displayed to the world, the outer courts, it's my physical body. Anybody can see me. Anybody can interact with me. Okay. Cancer, where is that abiding? Cancer in your physical body. Okay. And so that doesn't, that's mutually exclusive. But here's where it confuses people. That's a separate domain mm. within the totality of the entire temple. 
And so when people say, you know, I can't, you know, a Christian can't have a demon, a Christian can have cancer, a yep. Christian can have a spirit of infirmity in their physical body, yep. but that yep. doesn't make them demon possessed. It just means, means that they are under the influence wow. of that particular demon. So I think what's happening in this is, and this is not new teaching, by the way. No, no it's not. I'm not telling you guys anything new. Mm -mm. It's just, okay, let me give you one more scriptural reference. When you, one of the first accounts of deliverance that happens in the New Testament is a man who was in the synagogue. He was a religiously observant Jew. And it was like, it's so it's like over and over and over again, the other man that we talked about, um, he came out from, uh, who was physically hurting himself and he came out from hurting himself and he came out from the cemetery. The Bible says that when he saw Jesus, he went down to his knees and worshiped Jesus. So even having a multitude of demons, he was able to simultaneously worship Jesus. Wow. So there was a part of him that could go down to Jesus' feet and worship yeah. him. Yeah. And then there mm. was another part of him that was that was fully demonized. Mm. And here's wow. the thing, and I'm just going to blow this open for you guys. Blow it. Come on. You're going to have a hard time because here's the thing. Robert Morris pastors a 40,000-person church yep. and yep. has gone on record saying, I was ministering as a, a, a preacher and yep. needed to get deliverance. And he, he has a whole sermon in front of 25,000 people where Robert Morris talks about how he started manifesting and needed deliverance. So you're going to have a hard time nowadays saying that a Christian can't have a demon. But I think where we all agree is that a demon, a Christian can't be demon possessed, yeah, but that yeah. doesn't mean a Christian doesn't need deliverance. I want to, I want to, and, and this is always dangerous to do this on a live show, but I want to get your response to this. I, it, everything you're saying is so powerful. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to listen to this because what it really is, is how the enemy can come in and use words to yeah. absolutely enslave generations. And, and it's like one of the things that God has been dealing me with is, and, I, and I'm not rebuking this. I'm not saying this is wrong. Yeah. I still say this myself. But when we go out and witness on the streets, this is what we say. We say we're going out to win souls, to save souls, or my soul, I, my soul got saved. But the mm -hmm. reality is this. Am I correct in saying this? We are we are three-part being. We are spirit. That's why you're saying we can't be possessed. You know, that holy of holies. There's no room in that holy of holies for the Holy Spirit and a demon. But my soul, my mind, my emotions, my intellect is not my brain. It is my it is it is an invisible part that is yeah. tied to both the flesh and the spirit. Yeah. And this is this is where my mind has been processing demonization versus possession, is that. When I got saved, technically my soul didn't get saved. My spirit right. was born again. That's why Paul said in Romans chapter 12, don't, he was talking to the church, don't be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, meaning my mind still needs to okay. be renewed. So, so those doors in that garage, in those places like in your house where the birds are coming in, they are in my mind. So my mind can have scripture, correct me if I'm wrong here, in the, my yeah. mind, as well as demonization and things that have been attached to my mind yes. that have come in while my spirit is completely clean. So I've always sort of taken my body and split it in three places. And if I was to ask my spirit, do you think I could be healed? My spirit man as a believer would say, absolutely. If I ask my flesh, do you think I could be healed? My flesh would say, there's no possible way. You're an idiot. But if I ask my soul, can I be healed? My soul would say, I don't know. You tell me. 
That is like, so good. So, so am I on to something there that when you're talking about demonization, is it not just the flesh, but it's more of a demonization of the soul of man and the spirit of Absolutely. man is full of, of Jesus? Absolutely. And I would say to anybody who's skeptical right now, why did Jesus not tell everybody just do the sinner's prayer and then every demon will leave you instantly? Wow. Wow. So it's like if there, if if people say, well, as soon as I accept Christ as my Savior, then how can then the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in my spirit, and how can light and darkness fellowship? These are the things all in my comment section. If that's true, that you say Romans chapter ten verse nine, you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart that He's the Savior, and you're saved. That's Romans ten nine. If that was the formula, and it's, and then, okay, I'm regenerated in my yeah. spirit, now the Holy Spirit lives in my spirit, and therefore light and darkness can't coexist, why did Jesus even do deliverance? Why did wow. he cast demons out of people? Why didn't he say, hey, confess that I'm Savior, believe in your heart, say it with your mouth, and then all these demons leave you because the Holy Spirit can't cohabitate? Or here's another one, because some of you say, well, that's pre-cross. Okay, let's go pro, let's go post-cross now. Now we're Acts chapter 2 and beyond. Yep. Now let's look at it. They're still doing deliverance. They're casting demons out of people. You see it in the works of the, the Acts of the Apostles. So yes. again, why are the apostles not telling people to do the sinner's prayer? And mm. therefore, now that you're regenerating their spirit, Ooh. a demon can't cohabitate. They're casting demons out because deliverance is the children's bread. Oh, and so here's so the good. thing. Yeah, so that for me, there's so many different ways to look at this, but I think what's offensive to people is they think that the need for deliverance nullifies salvation wow. when I'm like, no, whom the son sets free is free indeed. But here's the thing, like you said, you it's like your spirit is regenerated, but your mind needs to be renewed. Come so on. regeneration versus renewal and mm. people who don't understand salvation and the biblical doctrinal value of like understanding that they get it. It's like renewed. Okay. When I was on my run today, I was speaking in tongues the whole time. Why? Because my, I had to get my flesh and my soul in alignment. And it's like, cause my spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Oh so yeah. Come on. One is, one is regenerated and one needs to be renewed. And so <sighs> demons will feast on your flesh we saw that in the book of Luke, like I quoted, the, the spirit, the disabling spirit, but also they will habitate in your mind, which is equivalent of like, yeah, sure, God owns the deed to your house, but you got some birds in the garage. Wow. Well, Pastor, as as we, oh my goodness, this is, I could go on for an hour, man. I, this is amazing. But you know what I feel? I feel that, that a, a light bulb just went off in some people's head. They're like, that's yeah. why I can't seem to get over this. I yeah. thought it was just a a habit, or I thought it was just a trait. My mama was like this, and I've just always been like this. I know I'm a child of God. I, I know my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, but I keep struggling with this. Maybe, maybe I need someone to speak to that moment in my life. So whatever God puts on your heart to speak Pastor Mike, could you take a few minutes and look at this camera and speak to those that might be watching this, that's made it to this point, that are like, I'm hungry. It's, it, it's, for, it's, it's for the bread for me. It's deliverance. It's my bread. I need it. Can you speak to us right now and get some people free? Yes, yeah, somebody needs to hear me say, you are not crazy. 
You have been bought by the blood of Jesus, and you have a tormenting, vexing spirit that's trying to convince you of an identity that God has not given you. You are not crazy. Matter of fact, you're not depressed, even though you've been feeling the effects of a spirit of depression, and God wants to break that off you. There's someone else, too. I'm getting ready to pray in a few moments, but you've been actually going through a season of grief that turned into a cycle of grief. And what was a season of mourning turned into a cycle of mourning. And God wants to give you beauty for ashes and make an exchange right now. But first, the devil had to be uncovered and revealed and exposed for what he is. And some of you have connected your identity to a spirit. And I believe right now what's happening supernaturally is God is separating the spirit from your identity and saying, no, I've called you to be my child. I've anointed you. I've given you a purpose and a destiny. There's a a provision for you to walk in. You won't operate or walk in lack, but he's got to separate the identity. Sometimes you can feel depressed so long that you think you're depressed. No, depression is a spirit that God's about to separate from your emotions. Some of you have been feeling anxiety for so long. You say, I have anxiety. And, and the Lord says, no, that anxiety is a demon that's been in operation, but I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So I want to pray for you right now, because some of you are even feeling a manifestation of that yeah, demon yeah. as it's being confronted right now. So I bind in the name of Jesus every tormenting, vexing spirit, even of the night, every spiritual spouse, every demon that has been coming to them, even in the night of worry and apprehension and fear, I bind you in the name of Jesus, and I command you to go from their mind right now. Every spirit of depression that came even when a loved one died, even when someone in their family passed away, and you came and you offered them a counterfeit comfort, I bind you now. I break the power of every spirit of depression yes. and I command you to loose them now come out of their mind in the name of Jesus come yes. out of their emotions now every single person that, that has been feeling physical conditions some of you the doctors it's been an unexplainable condition mm. and, and the doctors they're saying we know the effects are real but we can't find the root I speak to that spirit of infirmity and sickness yes. now in the name of Jesus I break your power under the sound of my voice I cancel your assignment by the blood of Jesus and command you to come out of their back, come out of their ears, spirit of deafness, go in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes. Every spirit of blindness, go in the name of yes, Jesus. Lord. And I thank you, Father, that you are healing their body and restoring their body even from the effects of this tormenting spirit of infirmity that's been in their body for so long. Yes. Some of you need to stand up right now. You need to begin to test it out, operate in faith. Some of you right now, it, fe it felt like the volume of this broadcast got turned up, mm -hmm. and that's because God just literally caused deliverance to happen, and you're hearing increase. Some of you need to get a medical reevaluation to get medically verifiable results of what just happened right now. Some of you who have MS and different conditions, the lesions in your brain are dissolving right now under the sound of my voice and you need to get a reevaluation because the Lord says that disabling spirit is gone that spirit of sickness infirmity is gone walk out in faith in your healing right now and even get the medical verification and father I thank you right now for yes. everything that you've done even in the comments section father yes. I thank you for what you've done we give you all the glory Jesus yes, and all Lord. the honor amen and amen Amen.
Amen. And if, and if you felt the Holy Spirit touch you in any way, shape, or form in that prayer, comment down below. I will make sure that Pastor Mike sees every single comment. This has been a, this has not just been a show, ladies and gentlemen. This has been a, something has happened in your life. If you've watched this live or on replay, something has shifted. Even if you didn't think you needed deliverance, an elevation yeah. has happened in your spirit. A mandate, a son of Issachar anointing has come on you and a calling out of the darkness and into the light has happened. Pastor Mike, I can't tell you how appreciative I am that you came on the big picture and become a part of the big picture family. I thank God for everything that you're doing online at V1 Church, at your Bible college, your beautiful family, your testimony is phenomenal. Not to mention, come out in Jesus' name, movie and so many come other on. things that we'll have links down below to everything, to your website, to your YouTube channel, to every way to know more and more about Pastor Mike and how to connect with him. And I hope to have you back again one day on The Big Picture. This has been such an honor. Count me in. Absolutely. I honor you. I'm thankful for your ministry and your contribution to the kingdom. And I can't wait to see all the testimonies that are happening right now. It's going to be amazing. Amen. Well, God bless and, and have a great day. And thank you once again for joining The Big Picture. Well, I want to thank every single one of you for joining us on this special edition of The Big Picture. And again, I want to thank Pastor Mike. What a powerful word, y'all. It was incredible. I'm telling you, I believe people all over the world were healed in their bodies, set free. People were born again. And more than anything, there was deliverance. There was generational curses broken. Spirits of infirmity came out of you. If God touched you in any way, don't forget to comment down below. And don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to smash that like button. Nothing puts us in front of people that need this message more than smashing that like button. We want to thank you from the bottom of our heart for being a part of the Big Picture family. If you've decided to be a partner, thank you to all of our partners. And if you'd like to become a partner, all you got to do is click that join button down below. We thank you. We love you. And we want to always remind you, whether it's Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, or any night, day or night, whether we have a guest or it's just me, we always close by saying, we ain't woke, but we certainly are awake. And tonight, we become awake to spiritual warfare. See you next time on The Big Picture. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Big Picture Podcast. We hope it helped you, encouraged you, and empowered you. Please consider leaving us a review on your app of choice and share with family and friends. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake.